0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Could you imagine how you would feel if you were not legally recognised as the mother of your own child? This is still the case here in Ireland if you have a child through surrogacy. And Sinead her Hederman, and Mark Hederman are on the line to chat to us a bit more about it. No, uh, Now they know uh, quite a bit, I can tell you, about this subject. Um, and you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Uh, Mark, when did you start looking into surrogacy as an option?
2: Um, Joe, it would have been probably December 2019, maybe, when we, when we started exploring that option.
1: And did you find any options available here at home for you?
2: No, it's not really an option in Ireland, um, and mainly because there's no legislation for surrogacy currently existing in Ireland. So there's no protection for the intended parents or the baby itself once the baby is born. So it's not really feasible or an option here for us.
1: And was it difficult to find information um, on when you did decide, right, it's an option we have to um, use here?
2: Um, i would be honest with you, the, the research uh, was completely done by Sinead. Uh, she, she's fantastic when it comes to online uh, activities and she connected with some support groups um, and other resources and very, very quickly found how we could, uh, I suppose, liaise with um, clinics in in Kiev, in Ukraine, because they were the leaders of surrogacy uh, in EMEA in Europe. And she was great at that. She did it very, very quickly. We started in December and I think in January we had our first actual conversation with them, um, the clinic that we decided to, to go with.
1: Right. We're chatting to Mark Hederman and Sinead Gallagher-Hederman about this. And Sinead, what were your biggest worries then, at the time?
3: Um, to be honest, there wasn't really many worries um, for us because the legal position of the Ukraine is, is already there um, yeah, legally myself and Mark would be recognised as the child's mother and father so from that aspect there was kind of no concerns but obviously the journey um, itself is daunting um, yeah like it, we had two failed kind of transfers and yeah so that was kind of um, Upsetting for us, and then we had the successful transfer of our two eggs in August or July, I think it would have been, and we found out in August about Theo on the way. But I mean, the journey itself is difficult. Like, it's nobody that's kind of gone through this would say otherwise. You know, uh, it is a roller coaster.
1: She need how many trips to and from Ukraine were there?
3: Um, So we went over in January to sign the contract and do all kind of medical investigations and stuff. And then we wouldn't have been back until Theo arrived. So you're literally just over there at the one. And, yeah, from then on, the clinic kind of takes over, really. Mm
1: -hmm. And were there issues around quarantine?
3: Yeah, so we kind of got held up. And when Theo arrived... um, Ukraine was added onto the hotel quarantine list, but thankfully the government um, enacted the legislation and we got home safely, safely to our own house and were able to quarantine at home.
1: So, what are the issues then around surrogacy for you here in Ireland? You said Ukraine, not a problem from the legal perspective.
3: No. So, um, basically, our solicitor the other day on an interview made it very clear when we land, in the Irish state coming out of the Ukraine I essentially lose all my um, rights as a mother because I'm not legally recognised as Theo's mother in Ireland the woman that gives birth to um, the baby is recognised as the legal mother so essentially I don't exist um, in Irish law as Theo's mother
1: Mark, what is the legal position when it comes to you? Yeah, so I'm
2: Legally, Theo's dad, uh, which is great. Um, but the uh, unusual circumstance when we go to or when the court process begins for Theo's registration in Ireland, I'm recognised as an unmarried father, which is really really surprising because I have my wife sitting beside me during <laughs> the whole process. Um, so I, I'm the only person with sole legal rights to Theo. Um, it throws up different conundrums. Uh, I, I travel with work well pre COVID. Um, so if I have to go abroad for any sustained period of time and Theo needs any treatments back here in Ireland, uh, Sinead does not have the legal right to give consent uh, for anything to be done with Theo, which is
1: uh, mind-boggling, to be honest. Yeah, and the other point, I suppose, being that, you know, your relationship is strong, but if someone goes through this and it is an emotional time and there is a relationship breakdown, then that puts the mother in a, a very difficult position legally, doesn't it? 100%.
2: Yeah, it's it's not um, it's not a straightforward process. The whole journey is, as Sinead mentioned, is extremely stressful, um, and this adds even more stress to it. Um, you know, so it's, you you do need to be very very strong-willed um, and need to just think about the future ahead of you as a married couple um, and do your most to overcome those challenges and those those stresses. You know,
1: Sinead, what is the position with guardianship here?
3: So um, I can apply through the court um, after two years for guardianship. But unfortunately, that guardianship ends at 18. And Theo is my son for life. He's not my son just until he's 18. And then obviously that has a knock-on effect with um, Theo's inheritance because he isn't my legally my son. Um, he will be hit with the full amount of inheritance tax, you know? So, yeah, yeah. And we have the people um, around the country. We, I have friends that are on farms and farms have been in, in generations with their families. And, you know, where does that leave them with leaving the farms to their children that were born through surrogacy? Mm.
1: You know? Just as a matter of interest, more than anything else, um you know, when people talk about a different area, which would be adoption, you, one of the things that comes up is at what point that might be explained to a, a child. In your guy's case, will you talk to Theo about this in the future?
3: Yeah, like he's always going to grow up known. Like the conversation was start from a very, very young age. And he will you know that's his story. And uh, yes. We'll be very open with him. And um, myself and Mark will have those conversations with him. And um, he will have friends, you know, through our friends that has gone through surrogacy. So he has kind of friends of his own that are has the same kind of journey and story. So they can communicate with each other and talk about it with each other. Mm. You know, that it's it's not it's no longer just a few people doing it. There's there is an, there's kids right across our country. Um, that are born through surrogacy, So it's no longer a minority. It's it's becoming an everyday occurrence in Ireland. The numbers are going up significantly significantly over the last number of years. So, you know, this is why it needs to be addressed as well.
1: So really, Mark, the issue for you guys, um, bizarrely in ways, is not the legal position around surrogacy in Ukraine, even though it's not an EU state and it has its own challenges, let's be honest. Um, but actually, it is about reform here in Ireland.
2: Yeah, that that's exactly it. Um, those, so we are working very tirelessly with um, government members to try and support them with enacting new legislation, which covers uh, surrogacy, um, because, you know, Sinead has mentioned in numerous occasions for the past couple of weeks the babies are the most vulnerable here um, and we've got to ensure that they are protected uh, at all times so there's a lot going on, uh, a, a lot of hard work to do um, you know. and I think it's just a lack of education and awareness up until this stage around surrogacy in Ireland that has led to the position we find ourselves in at the moment
1: Right. Finally Sinead, how is Theo getting on?
3: He's doing fantastic. He's ten weeks old now, so he's absolutely thriving and yeah, he's starting to try and turn himself now and so yeah. <laughs> he's doing great.
1: Yeah, it's certainly life transforming, isn't it?
3: It is indeed, yeah. And like we have um a group, Irish Families through Surrogacy, and it's a group of mammies and we're campaigning tirelessly, and we are kind of making progress. So there is there is movement happening and the growing movement.
1: Mm. What sort of sleeper is he? Um, he's
3: sleeping
1: about five or six hours at night now. Oh, so Jesus. we're doing well. Lucky you. You've, you've, annoyed, <laughs> yeah. you've annoyed every parent listening. Oh. <laughs> so you guys are getting some sleep as well? Yeah. <laughs> on <and off>. yeah. <laughs> oh, on, oh, on an says Mark. Yeah. So you often find that, Mark, I have to say, you know, the old sleep thing is is, is, a, is a good option, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, when you can get it <laughs> yeah that's exactly it <laughs> alright well listen we wish you the very best uh, great to hear that uh, Theo is healthy and thriving and thanks for talking to us about that uh, we're going to pick up on it uh, including from the legal side uh, after the break so appreciate your time this morning thank, thank you Joe. so much that is Mark Hederman and Sinead Gallagher Hederman telling us their story more to come on this Call Limerick Today now on 461995 before the break, you heard us chat to parents Sinead Gallagher-Hederman and Mark Hederman about surrogacy laws here in Ireland and their own experience. Well, Hillary has had a similar experience and we also have solicitor Annette Hickey. Who has uh, a strong knowledge of this area on to chat to us, um, Hillary? Do I hear you're on a boat or something? Yeah, to I Scattery certainly Island? am,
0: uh, Joe. I'm with a good friend of yours here, Irene Hamilton, oh, on jeez. Scattery
1: Island Tours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we didn't we didn't know that, but uh, fair play to Irene. She was definitely going to get you to mention that. No question. <laughs> right. So, so tell us a little bit about your experience, Hillary, with this. N- not Scattery Island. I'm sure it's going lovely, but <laughs> sorry. Um, to see.
0: Well, we had our twins, Daniel and Emily, in Ukraine in November 2016. Um, it's, it's a long journey, like all parents, and it's not one you ever would ever choose. We're very grateful that it's there, uh, grateful to you know the surrogates that are there, the Ukraine, that they have all the legislation in place. Uh, while that's all wonderful, um, we would obviously like recognition in our own country. Um, we just feel that it's a failure by the state to recognize us as mothers. It's uh, treating our children differently. It's treating us differently as mothers. Um, and we need, as mothers, to be recognised in law in Ireland, you know.
1: So what do you think the reluctance of the Irish state is on this one?
0: Um, I'm not too sure. I think, like everything, you know, these things take time. I'm confident that it will come in time. But, you know, Mark and Sinead, they have a 10-week-old baby. You know, I'm sure they'd rather be concentrating on their baby rather than constantly having to put, you know, this story out there to get the conversation going. And, and full credit to Sinead and Mark for that. Um, they're really, really, they're wonderful. You know, they're, they're absolutely wonderful in, in keeping this conversation going. Um, I don't know what the reluctance is, um, because, I, and I think people aren't really aware, even this morning, and thank you very much for having us on, um, people, when they hear, they, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're not recognised as a mother. You know, it's, you know, it's absolute shock when people hear that.
1: What um, about the women involved in surrogacy in Ukraine? Are they treated appropriately? Um, Do they have their own protections?
0: Um, Yes. yes, We chose Ukraine for that. Um, We feel everyone is protected. Because, I mean, you don't start out in this journey unless you feel that, you know, they're getting the due care and attention, um, you know, both emotionally and physically. um, You know, and we're we're protected also as as intended parents. Um, You know, these ladies do a wonderful job. Um, Our particular um, surrogate, Sathana, she has no English, so it, it was difficult to try and communicate, but as we were kind of, 2016, we one of the earlier ones, we by no means the first, uh, but in 2016, there were, I think there were, was there, we were the first um, year in double digits, there were 12 children born in the Ukraine that year, uh, through surrogacy that came back to Ireland, and um, so, you know, as as the numbers go up, I suppose it becomes more, you know, a, a topic for conversation. But yes, I do feel that, that, that yes, they are. We, we went over a few times, actually. I'm lucky enough. I work for an airline. And we went over a few times to check it out to see, you know, because that's so important. I mean, nobody wants to start in this journey unless you feel that they're, you know, these girls are getting the due respect and care that they deserve. And, and also, you know, they're being looked after. It's very important.
1: Yes. And Solicitor Annette Hickey is listening in as well. Good morning to you, Annette. Good morning. So are we any closer to getting this resolved from a legal point of view?
4: I believe we absolutely are. And I believe that, I mean, the the latest information we have is that the Department of Health officials are working on drafting the bill at the moment in conjunction with the Office of the Attorney General. In the last number of months, Professor Colin O'Mahony's report was published, he was the special rapporteur for children appointed by the government to kind of look at this area and what should be done for the best interests of the children. So I suppose since Mark and Sinead were put into a position where they had to go public with their, their situation uh, when it looked like they were going to be facing Manchester hotel quarantine when they returned to Ireland, the outpouring of public support, uh, understanding, Um, And genuine, um, sort of complete surprise and shock that this was the situation they were in when they came back, that Sinead wasn't going to be recognised, has been unbelievable. And it's important
1: to point out, even though she is recognised in law in Ukraine.
4: That's what the complete anomaly, and which is so difficult to get your head around. There is a woman in the Ukraine who gave birth to Tio Gallagher Hederman. In her country, where she's a citizen, she legally has no legal relationship with that child, no parental relationship. So when that child was born, he had no legal connection with this woman in the Ukraine. And what we have to do, and any couple pursuing surrogacy is kind of, we sort of shoehorn or try and fit in a kind of a a, a solution that works. And the solution is that we, there's a DNA test which proves that Mark is the biological father. Mark is an Irish citizen, and an Irish citizen, when your child is born anywhere in the world, that child is automatically an Irish citizen. And that's why the Department of Foreign Affairs then have to issue this emergency travel certificate to allow Theo get back to Ireland. I mean, the whole situation is... is it's, it stretches your, your imagination to get your head around it. These couples, Hilary, Mark, all of these other couples, they're following the department guidelines that were published in 2012. They're following exactly what's required of them, giving undertakings to the state that they will uh, can pursue these court applications when they come back to Ireland, that they will apply for an emergency travel certificate. They're, They're following everything that they need to do. And they're pursuing surrogacy in a country where there is legal legislation and where in that country this woman has no legal, parental legal relationship with this child. In that country, the parents, the Irish parents, are on the birth certificate. They get on that plane, they leave Kiev, and when they land in Dublin, two parents leave Kiev. And when they land in Dublin there's one parent. Okay. That's as stark as
1: it is. Right. Well, look, I think that explains it very clearly from the legal perspective. Thank you very much, Solicitor Annette Hickey. And uh, thank you uh, to Hillary, who is on that boat going to Scattery Island. If only our phone lines were always as clear as that, which is an amusing sideline to what we've been doing here for the last few minutes. And thank you to Sinead Gallagher-Hederman and Mark Hederman as well on this issue of surrogacy, which is definitely back in the headlines.
0: Call Limerick Today now on 4619.95.